Hey, buddy. Yo, yo, my man. What's good? Are you in LA? I am. Sweet. Um, so, Skit, so you know, we met, do you remember we met? We met in uh, New, York, New York City or did we meet no, in LA? We met in LA at, at, uh, at an event we did in LA uh, with McQueen and Wiz Khalifa. I don't think we yeah, met. Yeah. You were there. I yeah, don't I don't met. think I met you though. Correct. So anyway, so so you know who I am. Um, I own a bunch of liquor brands, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, uh, which you know, and then my past brands, Ace of Spades and Doucet. I started this series a few years ago called Self Made, where um, I get to interview cool people in music and sports and business and acting and doesn't matter what they are, um, but I want to hear their stories about getting there. Because if I'm talking to you, it, it means you've done something, you're already there. But it's that it's the self-made side I want. And um, I start off the same with everybody, and I'll start with you. What does self-made mean to you? All right, before we start, I got to show you something. Okay. So here's... Oh, I'm loving it. Skitsy there? Shoot. Is it me? Is everyone there? Oh, hey, I lost you. No, sorry, lost you. Did you see the stash? I freaking love it. I love we're it. Gonna pour, we're going to pour up for you in uh, the Halloween seasons upon us. So Our, I love it. I love it. I love Well, I'm drinking. Just so you know, I'm drinking right now. My, my nanny made me. She not only takes care of my kids, but she makes me drinks. Love it, bro. There you go. Perfect. Pour up. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. All right. So to answer is, your question. Tell me. Yeah, so who self-made to me, um, when I hear that somebody's self-made, I, I the first thing that comes to mind is they did it by themselves without any cosign, without any help, with just uh, with, with themselves. And um, I like that you asked me that because I, I truly believe that I'm self-made. I, uh, I came into this industry not knowing anybody or anything about it. Um, I had no cosign. I had no investors. I had no... Nobody to say, hey, I know so-and-so, come with me to the office, let's introduce you, let's get you in the studio, let's do this. I, I mean, I, I pretty much moved out to L.A. from Wisconsin um, by myself at age, like right after my 20th birthday, and uh, pretty much went to the beach and just started shaking hands with people and meeting people. So self-made to me is pretty much doing it by yourself and uh, being able to you know, say confidently that you made it on your own without any help. Do you think, and I get such a kick out of that, because to me, I didn't do what you did until I was in my 30s. And is there something, there's something to be said about just not knowing better and just fucking doing it? Right. Do, you do you think it's that? Or do you think it's, you know what, you knew what you wanted and I want to go fucking after it? Or is it yeah. a little both? Yeah. Um, well, for me, I mean, I'm sure it's a little both for a lot of people, but for me, it was the second one. I, for me, it was actually, I didn't have a choice. It was pretty much the, what I was doing and the lifestyle I was living in Wisconsin before I chased my dreams. 
um, was either going to kill me or land me in prison. So mm -hmm. I really, my only option was to get out of that. And I knew I wasn't going to go to college. I already had dropped out of college. I knew that wasn't my calling. I knew that I wasn't really good at schooling in general. Um, I knew I didn't have a passion for many things except music and entertainment. So to me, it was my only option. So I pretty much said, this is my last resort. Um, most people don't go to Los Angeles to, to better their life. You know what I mean? Because it's either it can either make or break you. I mean, I've had a lot of people in and out of LA that couldn't handle it. Um, but I took the chance and I pretty much, that was my only option. So I knew I had to do it. It was almost like do or die situation. So what was it about LA? What, why was it LA? And what was it about LA that made, that changed you? Do you know what, that helped you? Um, I don't think it was LA. I think it was either LA or New York. I knew I was going to yeah. go to because I knew you couldn't, you could only go so far with entertainment in in Wisconsin or the Midwest or you know what I mean? So I knew it was either West or East. And I, picked LA because the weather was better and I just something told me to go that way and so I wouldn't say LA made me uh better I think it was um just getting out just getting out and and, and pursuing a dream and having something to live for um I think that's what helped when when did music kick in for you well, I, I, I mean, music's been a part of my life, my entire life. I mean, I've been, I've, I started playing the piano at like four years old. I was in middle school. I was on the, in the percussion team, on the percussion team. So I played drums. I played xylophone. I played a bunch of different percussionist instruments. Um, and then I didn't start writing lyrics until uh, high school when I started writing like kind of a diary. Um, it was a way for me to cope. I had a pretty tough upbringing as far as mental health and a lot of things in my teenage years. I, I dealt with a lot of stuff. And uh, I felt like writing was a, a, the perfect therapy for me. And I, I turned though, I started with short stories, uh, short horror stories and like uh, kind of crazy wild stories. And the, I started turning those into poetry, which eventually turned into lyrics because I've always been a fan of hip hop. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. But music, I've been doing music pretty much since, since I can remember. So I, there, I have to unpack all that because there's so much there. So it's a lot. It's a big story, man. No, no, it is. It is. So for, who who were you listening to back then? All right. So my all-time favorite artist, uh, rapper Lil Wayne. I mean, he's the reason I fell in love with hip hop. Um, my favorite artist of all time, I'd have to say, is probably Michael Jackson. I started listening to him as, as a little kid, and I, I idolized his dance moves. And I just think to this day, he's the best entertainer this world has ever seen. And, you know, that's all opinion, but... For I don't know the way he could captivate a crowd is just un sure. un unreal, and I have yet to see that uh, in this day and age. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of Lil Wayne, uh, Fifty Cent, um, Young Jeezy. Uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of the the southern southern hip hop was kind of my my go to. And the 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 genre of music, who you are as a person, how does that equate to Madison, Wisconsin? <laughs> um, so Madison, Wisconsin is, first off, I don't want to dog it. It's a beautiful place. It, um, Wisconsin is a beautiful state in its own way. Um, but it as as much, uh, brightness and how kind people are out there and all that stuff, it can get pretty dark out there. Um, it snows most of the year. It's very cold. People tend to, you know, get very pale and depressed during the cold, cold months. And, uh, and it, it can eat you alive. It can really eat you alive if you don't have your head on right and you don't have the right people around you. Unfortunately for me, 
Um, my last few years in Wisconsin weren't the best, were probably the worst years of my life. Uh, I fell heavy into drug use, um, a lot of in and out of psychiatric hospitals and, and had a lot of, lot of, lot of issues, but without those issues, there wouldn't be Skits Craven. There wouldn't be this brand. I wouldn't be where I am today because I used the darkness from those times and created a brand around it. And, and now not only am I helping myself every day through making my, my music, I'm helping, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people as well. And I think that's something special. I believe that God puts us through certain situations to, for a reason. And I believe that those dark times, which were the darkest times of my life, you know, there was something good that came out of it. And so that's, what and, I, that's how I look at it. And I, I swear, I, I appreciate everything you're saying. And I, 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 tr I get inspired by hearing things like this. And also the idea of how does one decide to be so transparent, meaning about your own difficulties? How do you, because yeah. it, it's some, to me, it comes with age. It's, it's like you don't care anymore and you want to let people know. How do, you how do you decide to just let people know exactly what the fuck's going on with you? Because, because that's me. Uh, if I wouldn't, if I couldn't be 100% honest to myself or to other people in the world, I, I have nothing to hide, Brett. I, 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 I'm very confident with who I am. Judged and misunderstood my, my entire life. Um, so I'm not worried about that. That kind of stuff doesn't intimidate me. It doesn't scare me. Um, I feel like if I'm not being honest with myself and, and with others about myself, I can't help other people. You got you to gotta look in the mirror, accept your demons, accept your past, and, and move forward with it. Otherwise, it's always going to stay inside you. To me, it feels good to let that out. You know, and, I, and people always ask me that. They're like, you know, you're so open. You do interviews and all these things talking about like, crazy shit that most people wouldn't admit to or talk about. Um, how do you, did, were you ever worried about that coming in? And, and, and no, I was never worried about it. The one thing that the only concern I had was I didn't want it to, I didn't care how people viewed me. I didn't care what people thought about me. I care what people think about my family. And I didn't want people to look at me and say, blame my guardians who yeah. raised me. Oh, you know, you did a shit job or you, you know, I didn't want that to fall on them. So that was the only concern I had with, with coming out and, and telling my story. Um, I just didn't want it to fall on my family because, mm -hmm. you know, they did, they did their best and, and what happened happened and it had nothing to do with them. What, was, there, was there a moment where it switched on for you? Was there, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I, the reason I say that is for me, I've gotten to this point and it's only been recent where, you know what I fucking love. And this is where self-made came in. I love telling people all the shit I went through. I love telling people all the difficulties and, and how hard it was. Um, because I think if you're honest about it, it actually helps everybody else. It helps it people get there it, because if you only hear the positives, you think it's not achievable. It's just, it's not real. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Nobody, no, I mean, I don't like violin stories. I don't like bullshit, man. Give it to me straight. You know, give me, give it to me straight because there's, if people just hear, you know, the lollipop, the bubblegum bullshit, you know, there's people that are going, there's kids out there right now that are going through the same shit I went through Correct. that are feeling hopeless, that their life's, they're contemplating suicide. They're contemplating this or that. And if they have somebody that comes out and is just honest with them and tells them like, dude, I went through all this shit. 
if I can do it, you can fucking do it. And, right. and, and that's what I think the world needs. You know, the world needs positivity. Yes. But sometimes you can reach the most, like I tell my, my music's very negative, right? It's very dark. It's very, you know, out there, but my negativity is other people's positivity. If that makes sense. Like I can sure. take my music, people use my music as an outlet. So they don't have to go and commit these crimes. They don't have to go out and do these crazy things. They can get lost in my music for 30 minutes, rage out in their room, walk out of their bedroom and feel like a weight's lifted off their chest. And that's what I think the world needs is, you know, not just always positive, you know, you can find positivity through negative situations. I used to, when I, when I would go through my manic episodes and stuff, I, w I wouldn't go home and watch a happy comedy movie. I would go home and I'd watch some crazy horror movies because that's helped me get my rage out. And I didn't have to go and do all these crazy things in society because I was able to use movies and film as a therapy for me, just like writing. And I feel like is, that's, is that that's, where is that where the horror films and, the, and that genre came in for you? Is that ability to kind of release? It was your release? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Horror. I don't know what gravitated me towards horror, but I, I've been a horror fan since I was a young child. I, I, I used to, my, my mother would never let me watch the crazy ones when I was little. So I'd have to like sneak over to my friend's house and their parents had them on DVDs and I would watch though. You know what I mean? So I've always been a horror fan. I've always been intrigued with the darker side of life and the darker side of entertainment. Um, and I've always related to it. I've always gravitated towards it. And and I, so I knew everybody's like, oh, did you know you were going to do horrorcore from when you first started? I'm like, no, I didn't even know what horrorcore was. I just made my I just made music. I just made the music I, I like. And it just so, happened to be dark. So who, educate me. Who else is horrorcore music? Who else? Who, who are the who are people that people listen to? Yeah, I fucking hate this question because when I say these things, people associate. Like, I, I feel like, Brett, I feel like I'm in my own group. I feel like there's no artist right now currently okay. doing what I'm doing. However, um, there when I learned about the horrorcore genre from my fans, I didn't even know what it was. So my fans taught me this. And I guess there's artists like uh, uh, Insane Clown Posse yeah. and, wow. and uh, even even uh, I, Eminem's done some, some horrorcore stuff. So... But I don't like to. I'm I'm nothing like them, man. I, I I do a whole different thing, and my brand isn't just horrorcore. I make all types of music. You know, the schizophrenic isn't just in my name and in my life. It, it's in my it's in my music as well. You never know. I could come out with a happy love song one week, and then the next week I come out with the most gruesome type song. You know, I'm very. I like I I like to keep my fans on their toes, and I never want them to be able to guess what type of song is coming next. And I, I'm a very big. I'm a stickler about that, man. So who, if if you had to pick your fan, could you pick your fans out of a lineup? No, and that's the beauty of it. I I I really couldn't because I have I have about two or three different types of groups when it comes to my fan base. I have my mainstream fans that love like the more poppy R and B music, which I do also make. You know, the more trap and the modern. Then I have the the horrorcore fans, which I call them. They're my babies, man. They're the most passionate, and they'll, they'll they're the most honest. They're brutally honest. When I come out with a song they don't like, they're not afraid to tell me, you know. So I have my horrorcore fans, which are very passionate, and then I have kind of the balanced fans, which like like just everything, anything I come out with, they love. You know, they don't pick favorites. They they love it all. They appreciate it all. And those people are the easiest to please because they're just happy that a Skits Craven song is coming out because there's a message in every one of my songs, whether it's about a female. Uh, relationship, being bullied, um, hating somebody and wanting to beat your bully up, you know, shit like that. So I feel like that the fans that can relate to all the music is like, that's the best of both worlds. So I, so, I'm actually I, so, so I couldn't, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. I really don't think I could.
I'm actually curious now because you made me think about something. A lot of artists, and I never asked this, but I always assume most artists are writing music about their experience, what, what's going through in their mind. But now with social media and your ability to connect to, the, to your fans so much, you're listening to your fans and, and what their life is like and what they're going through. Do they give you inspiration for your own music? Oh, my goodness. I, I would be the biggest liar in the world if I said no. Um, they absolutely do. I mean, they gave me the reason I'm able to do what I'm doing is because of them. I owe everything to them, you know, and I, I, I but with that being said, I'm a firm believer and I stick by this. I always said is if I never sell one more record, if I never make one more penny, if I never gain one more fan, I will always continue to keep doing what I'm doing and making music because it helps me. So at yeah. the end of the day, I'm doing, I started doing this for me. I didn't start this to gain fans, to get fame or money or any of that shit. I, I, I did it because it was therapy for me and it was a healthy outlet for me to express myself. And so at the end of the day, I will always go back to that. I, I, that's why when, but, but fans, you know, give me requests, oh, make a song about this, make a song about that. And although I take that into consideration and I really try my best to accommodate to them, I'm making the music I want to make, and they just happen yeah. to like it as well. And as selfish so, as that sounds, that's that's just the way it is. No, so I, I told this story today. So uh, I don't know. I was probably 33, 34 years old. My company was going under. We were about to wind it up, and uh, uh, I'm calling. I'm talking to my mother, and I said, you know, if I could just make enough money just to live on by doing what I'm doing, I'll be the happiest person in the world. I don't need any more money. I'd be the happiest person in the world. But it's that rock bottom moment where you realize how much you love something that takes you to this other level that you never appreciated before. Did, did that happen to you? Was there a moment when, fuck, I love what I'm doing and now I found happiness? Was, was there a moment that occurred for you? Um, sounds so cliche, man, but it, it's, it's when I, when I, so before I ever went to a recording studio, before I ever got that opportunity, I used to write my lyrics and then I'd have the instrumental, the beat playing in my car and I would have my friends come into the car and I would show them and performing that just in the car in front of one or two friends and seeing their reaction and how cool they thought it was and and the praise that I got right then and there. So it started before I even moved out west. It, it started in Wisconsin when I was just starting to write, when I was just starting to come out. I call it coming out of the closet for, as an entertainer. When you finally tell people, this is what I love doing, this is what I am doing, and I want to show you what it is that I'm doing. And when, once I came out with 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 that to, to the close group that I was hanging out with, um, that that's when I knew I just, uh, and, and also I guess first time on stage, you could always say that first time in a studio. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that flame, that spark comes back every time I go to the studio. It's, it's never died out. And it's so weird. I'm like, I've been doing this for years and I'm still just as happy and passionate, excited. And it's still thrilling to me. It's, it's crazy. Did you ever, did you ever have fear? I used to have it. Did you ever have fear that, you know what? I'm not going to have another idea for a song. I'm not going to have another idea for the, the next thing. And then it just kind of hits you. You know what? They're always going to be there. They're always, there's going to be something. I'll get some inspiration from somewhere. If, if, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. And it's, it, yes, I worry about that all the time. I worry about that. I worry about that the other day. I think about that all the time. And not just with yeah. songs. It's, it's ideas for videos. It's, it's not getting stale. It's always trying to stay fresh and keep the listeners on their toes. I think about that all the time. I think any 
entertain, I think with anything you do, um, when it involves other people listening in and tuning into what you're doing, I feel like you, you always go through that because you, you don't want to stay, you don't want to stay on the same line. You don't want to stay consistent. You want to, um, uh, and, and sometimes who, who is, sorry, lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. It just went out. Who, 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 if anybody has been in your corner since day one? Um, since day one, I would say my pops. Their pods are dying. Sorry. Um, I'd say my pops, man, he's my best friend. Uh, he's always been on my team. He's always been, um, he's always been a supporter of mine and he's always encouraged me to keep pushing. Um, so I'd have to say my pops, and uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's really it. I have uh, I have a team. I have a team of uh, you know I got videographers, I have audio engineers, I have uh, mastering engineer. I got a bunch of people, but and they've been with me since I started. But from the very jump, I'd say just my pops. Does it make you appreciate all you need is one? All you need is one in your corner who's got your back. Yep, and, and, and I'll do you one better. You don't just need one. You need yourself, man. You need to believe in yeah. yourself. You can, yeah. you, that's because your family gives up on you. Friends give up on you. Who do you have at the end of the day? You have yourself, and that's all you really need. It's, it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's all you need. You need to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So tell me, tell me how the, the latest EP came about. I know you wanted to do something big. Um, especially uh, uh, for, for the Halloween season. But how did the EP come about with COVID? Yeah, man, fuck. That's, yeah, it was crazy. So the EP was a last minute idea. What I wanted to give my fan base for this year during Halloween, since I always, last year I gave them a full length album. It's, uh, it's, my, it's, it's something that, it's an album that, that will live on forever with my fans. And I was so proud of it. And uh, I, I always like to give them something special for Halloween. Um, this year I was going to do something completely different, and I'm still I'm going to do it next year. So I'm not I can't I can't tell you what it is. But um, the EP with COVID happened. I was I wasn't able to do what I initially wanted to do for them. So my team and I were sitting there. This was like mid COVID, right? It's probably like March or um, April or something. And uh, we were sitting there like, "Fuck, man, we gotta we gotta do something. Or are we just not going to do something? Maybe we just take this year off." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We have to do something." I, they said, well, we don't, what, an album? I said, or I said an album. They said, we don't have time for an album. That's it's too last minute. I said, can we do an EP? Like, let's just do an EP. They're like, we can do an EP. So we, we decided to do, do a, a six song EP and I banged out, banged it out. And uh, yeah, I was, although it was not what I initially wanted, um, the, the, the feedback and the appreciation from the fans has been amazing. And it seems like people are really, really liking the EP. Um, so I thank God that it worked out, but how, how are you, how are you handling COVID? How are you handling the, the past six, seven, eight, nine months? Uh, you know, man, it's, it's definitely different and it's a pain in the ass, but I, I, I'm good. I, the, what I'm lucky because I, I know a lot of people that, yeah. that lost their jobs. I know yeah. a lot of people that can't do half the things they were doing before for me nothing has changed besides i can't tour right now so i had to yeah. postpone work i and i also uh i couldn't shoot videos for the first few months of it because everything was la was not allowing any filming you couldn't even be on the streets 
So now that I'm able to start filming videos again, um, I was still able to make a living, you know, streaming music that didn't COVID didn't affect streams. COVID sure. didn't affect that kind of stuff. So I, I'm very blessed that I was able to kind of carry on, you know, without actually, you know, I wasn't able to go to the out with my friends and go to my favorite restaurants. But other than that, as far as my career goes, nothing really changed besides tour. So I was so, uh, I was pretty lucky. What are you doing for Halloween? <laughs> it's so funny. Everybody asks what I do for Halloween. I'm going to be uh, probably shooting a music video on Halloween. So all right, fair enough. I always, always work, and he assumes I do some crazy party or some shit, man. I honestly don't. I a lot. Last year, what I did for Halloween is I literally stayed home by myself and binge watched horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, I was going to ask you that. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Favorite one of all time? Okay, it's A Nightmare in Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. By f why that one? <laughs> Nostalgia. Um, really? It, it was the first movie. Uh, so my, my mom was gone for the week or something. I don't know if she was, she was up north or something, visiting family. I don't know what she was doing. Um, and so my pops and I were just hanging out. And uh, one day, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, was on TV. And he let me watch it. And, uh, and I, I, I was like probably five or six and he let me watch it. And I just loved it ever since it, it just, so it's, it just holds a special place in my heart. Fair enough. So what's next? Do, do you, do you set goals? Do you have plans? Do you think about tomorrow what you want to do? I do. I, I, once, once the day starts, I, once I wake up in the morning am I, I'm on to the next day thinking about the next day because I, I'm always trying to stay a day a week ahead. Um, of schedule. Um, I'm constantly thinking about the future. I have so many goals, Brett. I, I think, um, I mean, short-term goal is to keep dropping these videos off the project, um, keep giving the fans, you know, uh, entertainment, um, especially when they're locked inside. Um, so I got to gotta feed them. Uh, also, uh, keep planning, uh, adding more to the tour for whenever we are able to tour again, that's ready to go. Um, and also, uh, I want to dabble in uh, new adventures. You know, there's there's acting that I want to get into. There's screen screenwriting. There's there's everything. I mean, uh, the, the list goes on for short term and long term goals. Who, if 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 an actor could play you in a movie, who would the actor be in a horror movie? Oh my goodness. I I take that so seriously. I don't know. I'd have to sit down and think. Um, I'd like to play myself. But <laughs> I can see. I, I, I can like definitely that. see. Yes, I can see you going that direction. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 people always ask if I have a favorite actor, and I, I don't. So I have a favorite director, which is a play on my name, Wes Craven. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know, Brad. That's a good question. I've never thought about that. All right, well, you can come back to me. All right, before we go, I do this last thing, 10 questions. Actually, with you, I'm going to do 11. Um, it's word association. I'm going to say one thing, and you give me one word. All right? All right. Halloween. Expression. Happiness. Yourself. Depression. Yourself. Quarantine. Shitty. McQueen. Amazing. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa. 
Marijuana. Lil Wayne. Legend. Michael Jackson. King. Skits Craven. Me. I, I love talking to you. I, I think you're inspiring. I, I love your honesty and transparency. Uh, I think you're, it's like you said, I think you, you're your own thing. So um, Skits, anything I could possibly do for you, please ask. I'm a fan. Uh, I, I, I will be a fan. That's the best part of me doing these interviews. I get to talk to people and I get inspired by them. And, uh, and, and so, you know, my, my mother is from Madison, Wisconsin. You're kidding. No, uh, she grew up across from, uh, on Lincoln road across from, uh, God, the park. Uh, oh God, what's it called? Right by the zoo. Lilas. Yeah, uh, Lilas Park. Uh, the Henry Vilas Zoo. So Henry Vilas. Yes, Park. yes, the Vilas Park. She grew up across the street from the house is still there. So oh. we used to go up all the time. So we're Midwesterners, but Madison, Wisconsin. Love it. But anyway, I, I, I'm a big fan. I wish you all the best. Keep pumping out music. Keep doing your videos. Keep being positive and making other people uh, inspire other people because you're doing it, man. All right. Appreciate you, Brett. Thanks for having me on here. Thank you. Thank you for the the McQueen family. Always, always showing love. So, Anything so. you need, please ask. Please ask. All right. We'll do, Brett. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.